Hello, hello, this is Tracy Harrell, and welcome to Bigger Than Me. Each week, we focus on how to achieve your definition of success and happiness. On Bigger Than Me, we bring together a combination of ageless wisdom, the latest research, and engaging interviews with amazing people who are sharing their stories to help each of us achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. All right, let's do this, people. I am so excited today. (laughs) We have Santa with us today. I am so excited. Soulful Santa is here today. This is super exciting. Our our principal message for today, although we have Soulful Santa here, these are three amazing gentlemen that are here today to talk about, it's not just about Christmas time, when we should be our best, when we should exude those principles of love and service, hope and joy. You You guys do that on a very regular basis. It's part of your DNA. So thank you for being here. And we'll start with you, Soulful Santa. Can you introduce yourself? Who are you when you're not Soulful Santa? When I'm not Soulful Santa, I'm Reggie Ball. I am a retired Seattle firefighter, a father, grandfather, and great-grandfather. I love that. I love that. And uh, to your to your right. <laughs> I'm all here on the right. <laughs> Clyde, we go to the same church. Yes, we do. And, and, I, and I watch you sing gloriously. Yes. Can you introduce yourself? Clyde Berryweather, um, born and raised. Pull, in pull the mic towards you. Born and raised in the uh, Seattle marketplace. Um, retired architect, among other things. And uh, unlike uh, Grandpa, Great Granddad <laughs> here, I'm, I'm just a father. Yeah. But you've also been married for uh, 39 years. 39 years, people. And, and Soulful Santa, Yay. you've been married 20. Well, 20 years. 20 years. This year. We're going to talk. We're going to talk to you guys a lot. So if you're here, again, it's about love. It is about living your best life. And I bring people on with Bigger Than Me who who are doing things that I think we all could aspire to. And and what I love about these guys is they both have prior marriages. So we're also going to talk about what happens when it doesn't work out and lessons learned. Lessons learned. Lessons learned. I like the smiles. (laughs) (laughs) When I say they choose joy, these guys choose joy. So... It's Christmas time. It is, so I have a soulful Santa, but, you know, we often hear in the South, which is where I'm from, mm-hmm. we hear Jesus is the reason for the season. Now, yes. you don't have to be a believer to watch this show. Principles are scientifically proven. We have people who are telling their stories. But I love, for me, part of my personal ministry, mm-hmm. right, is it's a ministry of the mind, right? We can think differently to be differently. So I love mm-hmm. it when I can bring someone on who who is focused on divine growth, changing the mind to, to help the individual become better. Can you introduce your, yourself, Pastor? Yes, I'm Pastor Tony Brooks, Reverend Dr. Tony Brooks of the Discipleship Church Ministries, located in the south end of Seattle, Washington. Reverend Doctor. Yes, Lord. All right now. And Jesus is the reason for the season. <laughs> it's bigger than me. He's bigger than all of us. Amen. No greater love. All right. You look quite dapper today with your bow tie on. Thank you. I'm loving that. It's a clergy bow tie. Is that what that is? Hey, man, I didn't have to put the robe on today. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. Everybody love was it. trying to get out early. Trying to get out, get in and get out. All Amen. right. 
So again, what we're going to talk about today is this general concept of our mission. I'm going to have Mike, if you can show our mission real quick again, just show that slide. He's like, he can't. So what we talk about, let me know. So you're through with this. I can grab it and show some photos. Okay. So our mission for this show is very simple. We use technology community Mm -hmm. and positive psychology to help good people do great things. I say every show, we tell stories, we share wisdom, we elevate expectations. So if there's any goal that you have in life, anything that you want to accomplish, listen to this show because we're bringing people on who are willing to openly share their their story. Now, we got two guys. I want you to zero in on Reggie and Clyde who are part of the Esquire Club. So... Can you guys tell us a little bit about the Esquire Club, the event that we uh, experienced yesterday? And I'm going to pull up some pictures real quick. Santa, you go first. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, the Holiday Bazaar with the Soulful Santa was a brainchild of one of our members, uh, Alan Bell. And we came together to be a good reason for people to come out during the holiday season and uh, for us to uh, give back to the community for children and to offer some vendors uh, a place to uh, sell their wares and to also have kids take picture with Soulful Santa. It was amazing. It was amazing. Tell us a little bit, Clyde. What are your What were your thoughts about the event? This is your, se- your second year doing it. Yeah, this uh, the second year. It's uh, toys, toys, toys galore. We got yeah. toys for next year left over from the kids <laughs> we couldn't get this year. Um, basically, what the Esquire Club's been around for seventy one years. Um, Reg and I came in the last five years, plus or minus. Um, and the ideal was that we were going to not be what it used to be or what you thought it was or even to be what it is today, but to uh, find a better way to do better things while having a good time doing it. So the uh, Christmas mm-hmm. Bazaar, the Thanksgiving, giving back to the community, community involvement is, is sort of our unspoken focus ministry outside of, and it's a good place to go have a nice time. Uh, it is. It's a, great, it's a great place, and I know Bruce Harrell has been – pivotal in the transition. I often don't mention that I'm president of the National Black MBA Association, Seattle chapter. When I connected with Bruce, he was talking about the transition, the transformation yes. that he was making mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. He's brought a lot of people in. So you, you guys have been a, a pillars of the community for years. A long term for me. But uh, you've been part of Esquire for three or four years. Right. We probably patronized uh, Esquire years, mm-hmm. years prior, mm-hmm. and uh, it was always a good place for us to come have a good time. Okay, you I know, love it. In all honesty, no, until I came around four years ago, I don't mm-hmm. think I'd ever gone to the Esquire Club. Um, mm-hmm. What it was for me was I got together with a bunch of fraternity brothers. Um, the community itself, Columbia City, used to be 85% black. It's now mm-hmm. 85% white. Uh, saving this club, which is the last big black club in the Northwest anyway, was, mm-hmm. was my primary focus. Uh, gentrification has got us, um, and we've all moved south. And the question is, well, how do you maintain the culture? Even the city of Seattle has given us $24,000 for cultural disparity. So mm-hmm. we're working the game of trying to make sure that our culture is not lost and to be sure that the central area itself still comes up with a legacy, not just something that came and was forgotten. Okay. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. Again, part of what I love most about that, we have videos of individuals. As you all can see, we got some technical issues, so I'm trying to play play dual roles here. Again, it's bigger than me. It's all about you guys today, but I wanted to bring even more videos of people that traveled an hour and a half or longer, took train, plane, boats, ferries, 
to get to you guys because it was so important for them to see a soulful Santa. Yeah, Reggie, that's that's really you, man. You you had them all in your lap. <laughs> <laughs> well, literally, literally, the kids were clamoring all over him. It was really exciting to hear a family that came all the way from Port Orchard, right, Washington, which is not technically a, a direct route. They may have come across the Hood Canal Bridge and what have you to uh-huh. get here. So. Um, I was excited, and we had a mixed, um, uh, I guess, uh, ethnic For mixture sure. in sure. the uh, at the Soulful Santa, uh, and it was interesting that kids of different orientation were there because they wanted to be a part of this with the Soulful Santa experience. It, of Black Santa. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was super awesome. Are we are we good on this? Okay, perfect. So I'm going to show a few of the pictures, Mike. If you can zoom in, I'm going to show. Here's Soulful Santa with some of the adorable little kids. Look at that. Are they adorable? Santa, when the girl asked you, where are your reindeer? I almost passed out. (laughs) (laughs) You got a lot of very interesting answers. Look at the families. Look at this. I mean, it was just that little girl was a model. She was having a really good time. And this is just me coming in at the end. And here are a few of the vendors that were there. Let's talk real quick while I keep showing these pictures. Clyde, you guys tell us, why was it important for you guys to have that business aspect and showcase these these vendors, these women and minority business yes, entrepreneurs? Yes. Why was that important? Well, I'll tell you, the uh, better answer for that would really come from Alan Bell. I, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I was in too busy doing uh, choir rehearsals <laughs> to, to have participated in much of the events. So I only made the last hour and a half. Mm-hmm. But you know, giving an opportunity for uh, private entrepreneurs to actually come in and have a chance to actually display their wares is something that we've been involved in on, on multiple events, not just uh, Christmas. I love it. Uh, and, and basically, we just uh, want them to succeed, whatever we can do to help. I, I love yes. that. So, Mike, thank you for showing that. I'm going to show a video in a second, but if you can, um, you can hold your shot, and I'll, and I'll pull up a, a video in a, in a second. Guys, we're going to talk about not just Christmas, because again, the whole purpose of today's show is celebrating the spirit mm-hmm. of Christmas throughout the mm-hmm. year. And we have specific themes that we talk about on this show a lot being intentional, this concept of love and joy, choosing joy. Today at church, I got to tell you, that choir just dropped it like it was hot. That's why I didn't make the, <laughs> the, the bazaar. It was amazing. And so one of the songs was Joy. And the other song was about love. Like, this is the reason for the season. Yeah. Basically, this, that's love. Yeah, well, the message, as much as anything else, was that uh, Christmas is a day we exude love mm-hmm. intentionally. Mm-hmm. And the question then becomes, for the other 364 days a year, how much love are you exuding? Yes. So uh, outside of I can't make church for football or I can't make church for this, or it's about Christmas presents and family, Mm-hmm. It's about Jesus being born. It's it's about what he did for us. It's about things much deeper than just, you know, what did I get? And uh, the idea here is uh, let's do this in November. Let's do this in June. Let's do this in April. Let's don't just do this because it's the season to do that. In some respects, um, it's kind of like having a lady say, tell me you love me. And then you say it, and then she don't believe it because she told you to tell her. Uh, love is about every day and, and trying to do something good every day. I love that. I love that. I love that. So, Mike, I'm actually setting up one of our videos. It's really short, 
but it was this concept of joy. So let's talk about joy real quick. Um, we'll talk about this concept of joy, and then we're going to show about a minute-long excerpt of one of your soloists singing about joy. So you were, you were I don't know, elected, nominated, Mr. Esquire. Uh, Mr. Esquire. Was it voted? What's the... What's yeah, the... basically. I'll take that one, Reg. Thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, basically what it is is every year we pick a brother who is not necessarily the administrator, the head honcho, the, mm-hmm. uh, the person in front all the time, but mm-hmm. somebody that's been there for you all the time, been backing your back all the time. This is Mr. Security. This is Mr. Santa. This is Mr. Whatever You Need Break Into the Building. Um, <laughs> he is a fireman after all. He would, know how to, absolutely. he would know how to make that happen. <laughs> so, 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 so Reg is this year's uh, Because You've Done So Much mm. respect that we, we give to him. And I was honored and surprised <laughs> because what I do is for the love of the club, uh, I'm retired. I have time outside of full-time babysitting my granddaughter. <laughs> I love that. But, um, you know, I, once I became a member, I wanted to be able to give what I could when I could. And so it happened that it happened quite a bit. <laughs> He's a giver. <laughs> He's a heavy love giver. of the club and love of the, of love of the, the community. Of Mike, the community. I think we need to hook up the audio on this one, too. I'm about to show a video. Um, so yeah, love of the club and love of the video. Right. I mean, love of the community. <laughs> of the community. <laughs> I love these videos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. Do. And the and fact is, it is insane. So real quick, so tell us, uh, also tell us about this whole year long. You guys did a year long community service. You were going to tell me about Thanksgiving. You told me about it, but you were going to send me some photos. Yeah, you do things uh, in Thanksgiving. You have scholarships. The, this 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 concept of service is something that you all do, and yeah, yeah. we've been supporting anything selfishly. and uh, everything. Uh, uh, like there's a, a documentary out on the brink, but basically mm-hmm. talking about what happened in Seattle, you know, the cultural disparity thing again. Uh, we get involved in some but minimal political. We are a 501c7, which doesn't really allow you the luxury of being politically pointed in that context mm-hmm. but uh, yeah uh, we do icon night uh, we, we we honor um people who raised us we honor the teachers that have raised I us we, love we that. honored our, our our police chief our fire chief the head of the city city um seattle city oh. um, seattle center seattle center uh, just giving recognition to the mothers that raised us on the oh. one hand uh, we fed about 200 people, and oh. I mean all ethnicities for for uh, and and sent them home with food. By the way, <laughs> I, I have to say they, That's they, a went, good they thing. went with some serious go boxes. I love that. Um, whatever we can do with the kids, we're getting some mentorship programs. We uh, started giving out scholarships for uh, college uh, two years ago. We did two thousand, four thousand, six thousand, and mm-hmm. this year we're shooting for ten thousand. We had a lot of old bills to pay off to get up and running, and we've paid that off. And so we're just now, and, and, and now that Bruce is retired, from, oh. you know, we're going to work him. <laughs> so, so Bruce <laughs> Harrell, let's talk about him real quick. President, he was? Um, president, of the, president of the board. Uh, I started off as the vice chairman of the board, uh, but now I'm the executive secretary. I'm Mr. Communications. I love it. Um, and, and Bruce Harrell was, he was um, city council Seattle president. City, city Council president. president. Correct. Um, and my little brother, I pledged him back in 1978. Oh, at UW, because you all went to and UW together. together. Yeah, yeah. Yep, we did. Well, Bruce, was a little a- Bruce was a little after uh, after us. Uh, I did not. Yeah. Yeah. We're the old people. 
We the OGs. <laughs> He's the OGs. We the OGs. <laughs> I love it. So a- as OGs, so Mike, I-, I think we might be ready to to play a couple of songs. Guys, bear with me as I go off camera because he's going to actually show this video and I'm going to play something real quick no and more. if you want to sing along on the second video for free. <laughs> yeah. See if I can remember the words. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so we don't have sound. Not good. All right, well we don't have sound so I won't get to show my beautiful videos today. That's what that's the fun part of having these live shows where you get to slip in yeah. with two minutes in between shows. But it's okay. So we're going to actually talk. Now I get to stay focused on my, my guest. Um, we had some amazing conversations with people who thought your presence and your, 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 your event was so important because it actually provided this intergenerational opportunity for grandmothers. I mean, how many grandmothers did you sit with? In, in the photos, it wasn't just adults, right? I mean, it wasn't just children. It was children. It was grandkids. It was the grandmothers. And they were like, we didn't have the opportunity to have this experience. Yeah, a lot so, of, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, no, please. Well, a lot of the families wanted to get the intergenerational pictures in. Grandmother, come on over here and sit with me and my children, your grandchildren. And that's the first time it's really happened in, in that quantity of people. It was really interesting mm-hmm. to see that. And the, the young babies that... We're actually sitting still on my lap. I was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were falling asleep. Oh, so I want it stretched out. <laughs> but, but, and like I mentioned earlier, the people that traveled a great distance mm-hmm. to come here, some from Tacoma, um, and like I mentioned, Port Orchard and Everett, North End of Seattle, and so that was really exciting to me that people wanted to share in that. And our club was intimate setting with the vendors and mm-hmm. made it uh, possible for people to be real cozy and relaxed and, and shop and mm-hmm. and we offered to and eat and, eat. and our <laughs> comfort is, zone food yeah. was a uh, restaurant was open and that was awesome and we had a professional camera uh, photography photographer there and Absolutely. then we gave away uh, abundance of toys okay guys so we talked about the holidays we talked a little bit about christmas and joy and love is it okay that i now like transition to the meat of the matter, the men that are before me. It's your show. Black Santa, you're still joyful, soulful Santa. <laughs> but now we're going to talk about just, again, this show is about people living their best life, right? We're, we're giving people, telling stories, sharing wisdom, elevating expectations. Okay. So you've been married over 20 years, your second marriage. You've been married for? 39, second marriage. Second marriage yeah. as well. So we're going to come to talk about what's working now. But I want to start with, the first marriages. You both had lessons learned in that. And I think when people are willing to come forth and say, oh, by the way, here's what I learned from that thing, that first thing or that experience. And I mm-hmm. want to share it with you all. We want to share these these words of wisdom, these experiences to make it easier for those that might be experiencing something similar. And what I found very interesting is that you both had very similar lessons learned. So let's start with Soulful Santa. You said if you could go back in time and flashback to your lessons learned from your first marriage, what would you say you would have done differently or advice you would share with others? What I would have done differently, I would have waited a little longer to get married, mm-hmm. uh, let myself grow up <laughs> a little more instead of being a young 20-something-year-old male. 20, 23. Three or four, one, one of those years. Don't hold me to it. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> and uh, personal growth 
and maturity mm-hmm. really makes a difference because you get married and you still hold on to some of those spoiled, selfish ways. Mm-hmm. It is not conducive for a, a long-lasting relationship, particularly a, a marriage. I love it. So you said you would have waited. You would have matured a little bit before getting married. Clyde, yeah, what advice? I think I was mature enough, um, mm-hmm. but I got married for all the wrong reasons. I got married because it was time, mm-hmm. the image of the family. I needed also to get myself off the street. <laughs> <laughs> off and, the block. Yeah, off the block. I think you said off the block. Yeah, yeah. And, I don't know what block you was on, but it's out there. And, <laughs> and, and graduate from college because, you know, I spend more time chasing ladies than studying. So, you know, mm. like, I got stable on that basis. But, but what I didn't do and the lesson I learned is, is not so much about me as much it was about my choice of who to marry. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't look for the thing that would fit so much as I, I fit something into a thing. Okay, so so slow down. You didn't look for the thing that would fit. So it's kind of almost yes. the, the lessons learned were somewhat similar in that you thought you needed to mature to make sure you found the right fit, knew your, you know, know yourself first. Right. And you're saying you felt like you knew yourself, but you didn't make a choice that would have aligned with you. Yeah, you think you do. I mean, you're in love. It's early. It's, <laughs> it seemed like a good idea the first year and a half. <laughs> uh, but then you start getting into all the things that don't work for you. And uh, actually, in many respects, that was the lessons I learned that got me married for 39 years. Is I finally figured out how to look for somebody that would be uh, a fit for me as opposed to somebody that would fit a situation. That would be a fit for you. So I guess for each person, that's going to be different, but it's definitely sound advice. Look for someone that is going to be a fit for you. And the flip side of that coin, as we talked about in, in Applebee's, is, is a word to the ladies. Look for a man that fits you, too. Uh, don't get married for all those other reasons to find out when you get down to the root of the personality that it's not one. You can't really change somebody. You, you, can, you, mm. can, you can manipulate a piece, you can manipulate a piece, but if the man is not a fit, then sooner or later it's going to mm-hmm. get down to not being a fit. So, so ladies, mm-hmm. I asked him, we were talking about their lessons learned, and I said, you know I'm going to go to the other part of this conversation, so what lessons you learned, and then what advice would you share with women? So he's, he's weaving that in there. Perfectly. Thank you. Uh, and that's your perspective. My perspective. We appreciate it, Santa. What would you say you were married the first time and then the second time? What would you say has been some of your secrets to success, some of the words of wisdom you would want to share with others? Well, they're not necessarily secrets, I don't think. It's okay. uh, life experience. I, mm-hmm. I <laughs> learn, well, I actually learn to know the person that I have been married to for the last 20 years. But tell the uh, truth. How long did you know the lady before before you got married? <laughs> well, it was double-digit years. <laughs> I, it, it learned a lot. Oh, well, I had to. There were children involved, and um, we wanted to let those children grow up with as little of outside negative influence, whether that comes from other parents, uh, mama, baby's daddy, mama's daddy. <laughs> Drama. R- R- drama. There was, there was some and, potential drama that you yeah. were trying to minimize. Well, yeah, and of course that still happens, but you, it takes a while to learn those lessons. You have to work through them and learn those lessons. And, um, you know, and the person I married was, is a patient person, a very oh. kind and loving person, and uh, fight through all the drama that went before it, and uh, we finally consummated that. 
I love that. I love that. So patient and kind. Mm-hmm. Patient, okay. Love is patient. Love is kind. Pastor, any words of wisdom as we talk about again? <laughs> I like how the guys kind of lean in. <laughs> yes, Pastor. Well, any words of wisdom? I, I can a, tell you as being married. Not yes. only have I been married once, I've been married four times. Oh, well, you, okay so, now. So I'm not ashamed to tell that. You so, know? But I, the well, story of it is, is that being born again, as me as being a man mm. of God, I had to find someone suitable, someone that can understand God as well as I do. Equally yoked is what the Bible talks about. And what we're doing today growing up, we don't have models when we don't have men in our lives. So we have no one to mentor us or to model us. We have no one to model us or mentor us. And everybody says, I want a mentor. No, no, you need a model, someone you can see. And in our community, like we see brothers today that have went through that, like Brother Reggie, and Brother um, Clyde. Clyde here today, we see them have made decisions. So when, when I go down to, as an entrepreneur and a business owner in the community, I go down to the Esquire Club and I see these men on post. And they're standing at the defense of the community. And honorable men are not giving honor where honor is due, taking over. And then Bruce Harrell coming along. Bruce and I played football and grew up together in the central area. We had great men of honor in our community. But when it came to marriage today, we're talking about marriage. You can't make a grown person do anything. And they think because you have a mature body that you are grown. No, mentally you're not. Well, actually, it's funny that you say that. We were actually, that was one of the uh, scriptures today that was shared uh, mm-hmm. at church. They said, what was First Chronicles 13, 11, when I was, I was a, child, a child, I mm-hmm. thought. Mm-hmm. And reasoned as a child, but when I became a man, I put childish things aside. And you have to put those things aside. So intentionally today, the life that we live is intentionally. Being a believer, it's intentionally. It's, intense. it's purposely. Right. It's our life. It's a lifestyle. It's not just what I feel and mm. flow. No, we go and do what God say, love what he love, hate what he hate, and do mm. what he say, do. Mm. And far as me being married now, I can't make anybody do anything. But if you love God and we're suitable for one another, we can make it in. You know, uh, people make it, make, make it sound so difficult. And it's not. To love God or, or, or to even be married for a period of time. It's a matter of choice. That's right. I mean, when you decide that that's what you are, then you don't have the thought processes of, of thinking about should right. I or right. could I or, or will I. I mean, once you... Yeah. once. I'm going to stop smoking is either I'm going to stop smoking or I'm going to pretend I'm going to stop smoking. All right? You choose to do what you're going to end up doing. The Bible makes it simple. It says, choose ye this day whom you're going to serve. Now, are you going to serve? Now, (laughs) the real reason for the season is about the love of Christ coming to be a Savior. Save us from what? From ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) So that we can be used by him, not just on the 25th of December, but every day is love. And, and my father growing up, um, he was a model. Yes. And my mother and he were married for uh, 48 plus years. Uh, come on. And he quoted those things from Corinthians regularly. Come on. Mm. And, you know, you, you think you know better yeah. growing up. <laughs> heard the like, you heard the words, you knew the words, but did you absorb mm. the words and maturely right. use the words in your life? Right. Come and, on. And so... You make those mistakes, and then all of a sudden you say, oh, my dad said, my parents said, mm-hmm. and they were models. And they were both, yeah. you know, uh, good Christian doing people, you know, servants. Come on. Worked in the community, worked with uh, elderly, um, 
And uh, that was an example that I had of that very thing that we just talked about. There's a cliche in the city. People would much rather see your sermon than to hear your sermon. Amen to that. Amen. Your fathers, you know, as fathers, my son, he hear me, but he don't see me. I mean, he see me, but he don't hear me. And when he see me, he be like, Daddy, okay, are you preaching now? You know, <laughs> you know fit before uh, you start. Right, <laughs> right, right now I, I'm not preaching. I'm trying to be a father to you yeah. for you to understand. That's to anyone. When, when we speak, you know, we as believers, sometimes children, they don't always want to hear you preaching. They want to see that model, that lifestyle. Do you love me like you say you do? Do you care like you care you do? You know, I mean, like you say you do. But now as we share with our family, then we have to share in love and kindness and patience. You know, we have controversies talking about sparing the rod and spoiling the child. Well, mm. now we got taskmasters running around, tearing up your house. You can't leave and go to church because <laughs> you come back home, your TV gone. <laughs> That's a problem. It's that issue. would, be, it's a that would be a problem. And send them to school. You know, you can't trust your teacher. You can't trust your principal. You can't trust the police. Who are you going to be scared of? Your kid. <laughs> and that's they real. got the legal power now. <laughs> that's, how, how do we you take know? back that power and that authority and without that going we, to jail that, that we get our voice them. back yeah, as men? How do we get our voice back? You know, be an example, be a role model, be accountable, and stand up. Right, because as uh, and you're right as a role model, especially smaller kids when you they're growing up, we're much larger in life to them. Yes. So whatever we do is multiplied because they're yes. little people, and we're six, 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 seven. Or whatever height, and so whatever you do wrong is m- oh, magnified. Yes, and whatever you do right, you, it seems like you're preaching sometimes. Well, you yes. know, k- kids are remarkably able to see the hypocrisy of what you teach. Right, because right. right. you do because they're watching what you're doing. That's you right. Know, you can say it all you want to, do as I do, not as What's I say. I mean, or mm-hmm. vice versa, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, if if, um, if you're bogus, they know it. Yes, exactly. You know, it's, it's like. If you swear, they know it. They know it. You ain't hiding nothing. Kids are remarkable. You know, even for little babies, I was always tickled. You got a little baby with an arm this big, but you can still reach across the table. The same thing with their minds. Mm-hmm. They're perceiving what you're doing. Right. And, and you can tell them all you want to, but yeah. inside the core, they got truth. And if, if it's not there, it's not there. One of the things from our sermon today mm-hmm. was uh, mm-hmm. saying all the things that love is. Mm-hmm. That was so beautiful. And, and, and listing out what all the things yes. love yeah. about. But, but the beauty of yes. it was he had a picture of Trump mm-hmm. up on the wall. We don't do, we don't do politics. We don't do politics on this show. Party, but, but just an <laughs> example of, of not. Love is kind. That's as deep as I don't. We don't do politics on the show. But what I do do, because your brain really doesn't register the opposite. So what I wrote down are the things that he said love is. And Pastor, you can help me out with this. But he did say... Would you like to love Love is is kind. Love is not self-seeking. That's in Corinthians. Mm Second Corinthians. Yep, keep going. You know, and so when we talk about love, love is just denying yourself and thinking of others before you. Love. How much? You can tell me how much you love, but people don't care nothing about how much you know. They want to know how much you care. And if you care, there's an action behind it. I may be broke, busted, and disgusted. Five dollars will change my moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that look. Action. <laughs> look, I actually wrote that love is focused on an outward motion. Yes. My family has always said love is a is a verb. It is an Don't action. Don't tell me. Show me. It is it's an so- action verb. It doesn't matter what you say. Yeah. My honey, when I first met him, and you know, not first met him, but as we eventually, um, you know, got closer and closer, mm-hmm. he would say, 
I like hearing the, I like hearing the words. He's like, you know, you shall know them by their fruits. Mm-hmm. Right now, brother, you can't be mad at somebody quoting <laughs> the scripture. Yeah. All right. And so if his actions align, the word. Mm-hmm. And the word and the deed meet the need. That's right. See. We good. <laughs> <laughs> but communication is key because if we don't know how. Is key. See, growing up as men, we didn't have anyone to model and show us how to communicate. You know what I mean? I think, we, I think a lot of people did that, which that, is part of the reason we mm-hmm. do this show is because a lot of people don't get to see beautiful, strong, loving, kind men like you. So when I say it's bigger than me, I mm-hmm. can't be a man. I can't show a man or a woman or a child. I can't, I can't be you all. But what I can do is create a platform mm-hmm. for us to have these type of loving conversations. Yeah. I can use technology and community and positive psychology to help good people do great things. And if people around this country and around the world have not seen, you said your father, your your family were was married for 40, your, father, your parents were married for 48 years. That That is yes. an uncommon occurrence in America, much less in black America. They were married by my uh, mother's dad. My father attended the church. <laughs> all, all, the, all the family <laughs> thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. Well stated. No. And um, but as far as your deeds showing what you do, I, yes. when I was eight or nine, ten years old, I used to go with my father to visit the sick and shut in. He would he was an elder mm. in the church, and he would take them communion. And I would mm-hmm. cut their hair, mm. and so oh, and so we there were several that we'd go see that were elders of the church, mm-hmm. and so I knew them like my dad. Well, you know they had grown up conversation. I'm in there tearing up some heads, <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun because it gave me a chance to help my dad do this, and and these people were wanted. Visitors because yeah. they were, mm-hmm. you know, elderly, lonely, and lonely, mm-hmm. and 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 not able to move. You know, not necessarily totally ambulatory. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I saw that deed. And one of those men, when my father retired and got older, one of those uh, another person he did work for was not one of those, but sent my dad, like you said, the deed, a mm-hmm. dollar in the mail mm-hmm. every week yes. for six years until he passed away. Yes, mm-hmm. and that was a reciprocation of what my father had done. had done for him so wow. you know Good model oh mm-hmm. and, you know and I that was it. consistent my mother said yeah every week get mm-hmm. get a dollar in the mail yeah well I my mean, father was um I had a chain of nursing homes so I, my first jobs were cleaning bedpans and, and playing mm-hmm. that game out mm-hmm. but even before that my mother had us going to nursing homes and it's my little group little nine of us mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the only boy Nine years old, ten years mm-hmm. old, uh, singing on Christmases and, and other days, rapping presents yes. for, for uh, you know. Um, also got involved a little bit with a, an a, adopt a grandparent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go in these places and there's you I go to one that. room and there's Come fifteen on. people and they're visiting somebody, but there's always mm-hmm. that room down the hall where nobody is mm-hmm. or yes. ever is. Yes. So, so so adopt one for a couple of years. Yes, mm-hmm. I love that. So, and I let's love make that. it a point to start going to the nursing homes, lest we forget. You know, I, I go cut hair every Monday just about into the nursing homes or to the to the hospitals okay. and love on somebody, you know, cutting their hair and exactly. just giving them a card, you know, uh, just pr- having a prayer. Cutting fingernails, man. I mean, you'd be oh, surprised man. how something small is, is so important. for somebody yeah. it, 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 it So is. much information is laid up in the nursing home, retired teachers and firefighters and principles and everything I love and when this. you get them and they just loved it. i mean the, the richest place <laughs> one of the richest places on earth is the cemetery right yeah right yeah you know we had we had these uh twins they were 104 years old this is uh mm. virginia manor uh, whatever it's called now and um 
One of them fell out of a window. Of, of, well, first of all, back, back. they would sit down and talk. You're talking about the wisdom. Mm-hmm. They rode with Jesse James. Mm-hmm. They said one time. They said he was crazy. So, <laughs> so, so they only did it one time. But, you know, in terms of being tied together, one died and like two days later, his mm-hmm. brother followed him, you know. Mm-hmm. Just that kind of connect. Mm-hmm. But, but, but more than that, I, like I said, I'm, I'm the proponent for the ones that have nobody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew mm-hmm. up as Dick and Jane as you can get, so it's like, oh, right. fine, you know. But that's my my benefit. But just to see people that are lonely, left outside, mm-hmm. and, and disenfranchised. Right. Do, you, do you guys hear what, what what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Do you hear? These are men who, during Christmas time, people serve. But yes. You have a heart to serve. It sounds like from a from a child, mm-hmm. from children. Each of you had examples of men or women, people in your lives who taught you to serve mm-hmm. by example. And for anyone who's watching, if you, it, whether it's still the holidays or you're watching this months later on YouTube, whatever the case may be, it is scientifically, scientifically proven that mm-hmm. when you serve others, yes. you actually uplift yourself, mm-hmm. right? You There's positive psychology for you, positive benefits for you as an individual. If you're feeling ungrateful, if you're feeling a little sad, if there's any energy in your life that is not, if your life is not where you want it to be, mm-hmm. help someone else. Yes. Right. It is psychologically proven when you help someone else. Yes. Yeah. Another one. There's endorphins that are generated in your brain. Another part yes. of uh, mm-hmm. Pastor's um, message today yes. was mm-hmm. um, sort of like giving for the right reason. Mm-hmm. Yes. If, From your heart. Yeah. It, what, like if you're giving for the expectation of what you're going to get in return, mm-hmm. you, you're not getting credit for that. Wrong attitude. This is as, true. as a bulletin board, if Wrong you're loving attitude. with a purpose and not loving because you're loving somebody, you love because you love you mm-hmm. give a, a dollar to a bum on the street because you felt like giving it to him right not, not with be- the obligation of what you're going to do with my dollar and, and not yeah. what you're going to get back i just put that out there so that people know yeah mm-hmm. if you if you've never given then you don't have that joy of giving right mm-hmm. if so it's just basically if it's not a practice of yours mm-hmm. then my you if you give you will get something in return i'm just saying fyi go mm-hmm. do it yes. go practice it right Live a life, not just around Christmas time, but we're again, my hypothesis for today is that if we all embrace mm-hmm. those Christmas time principles, whether you celebrate Christmas mm-hmm. or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever, we're saying those principles mm-hmm. around this time of the year. Yes. If we celebrate it like that, if we lived our lives like that every day, the awesome. whole world would be a better place. Absolutely. That is my hypothesis. Well, if you're looking for joy, is Jesus, others, and yourself. In that order. Jesus, others, and yourself. J-O-Y. Yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> it took me a minute. <laughs> it took me a minute. I had a beautiful song on joy, you know. so you can see I was really into the te- yeah. technology. I'm settled now. That um, is a real reason for Christmas. You know, we joy. take time out. War and peace. Mm. Everything ceases. I love your, your and, acronym. And when family come together, you know, it's time for you to put your petty differences aside and let's amend and go into a new year and leaving those things behind so we can be together on one accord. I mean, together we stand or divided, we fall. And we've been there's nobody perfect. There's no perfect family. Mm-hmm. You might think that family over there, they, because they come in there faking it until they make it mm-hmm. look good before you. But, boy, uh, if you just spend some time with them, you'll know what they like. Now, now exactly. What I love about this is, again, Pastor's message was really, really good today. And he talked about what love is and what it isn't. So when he said love is not rude or proud or boastful, it is not self-serving, it does not keep record of wrongs. Mm-hmm. I love that. It does not keep record of wrongs and does not delight in evil. But when you think about, mm-hmm. you kind of think about relationships. You guys have been married for 20, 20 plus 
almost 40 years, mm -hmm. multiple times in a, in a relationship <laughs> now where you're I, rocking I, it. Married three years now. I love I love that. Yeah, and I, so I won't be alone. I, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't do it on my own this time. Right, <laughs> right. So love is patient and mm -hmm. love is kind. Out of all of those that are the least of them, the last one is love, charity. But the least it. of these is charity. Charity yeah. is love. So stop telling your wife how much you love her, but to show her. Mm, did you hear that, people? Bishop say sometime, touch love it. Is, love, <laughs> is a, love is a verb. It is an action. It yeah. also says love rejoices in the truth. Yeah. Love yeah. Always, always protects, yes. trusts, and believes. I think this concept of belief and faith, yeah. it, 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 you know, we talk about that, I think, around the holidays, but mm -hmm. how many of us believe that the look, world, I, I mean, we really can make a difference in someone's life. <laughs> Give me a touch of my belief. Yes, sir. All right, because I feel that I'm fairly rooted. I, about three years ago, I had a heart operation. Um, uh, they cut me open. They uh, gave me a double bypass oh. valve replacement. Um, wow. But, but going into that experience, you know, everybody's asking, you know, like, you're scared, man. You're freaking out, this, that, and that. And I went and sang at the church choir the Sunday before my operation, 8 o'clock the next morning. I went into to that experience completely calm because yeah, I had I'd had a life, I had God, and and I don't do pain. <laughs> so, so, so the beauty of that is they go cut me and kill me. I'm asleep, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> I don't have that experience. But but uh, it's it's kind of hard to explain. But being rooted in that way with humanity mm -hmm. and with God is a peace that you just it's don't get. It's all understanding. It. That. Sustained me through. You know, five days later, I was back home. I was hurt, mm -hmm. but I was home, and and uh, so I'm in overtime. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 right. and the Esquire Square Club to me is is a vehicle to do something productive yes. for overtime. Mm. I mean, God let me stay here. So yeah. I just, mm. what, you, what you gonna do? Well, now? I mean, but think about it. Every day is overtime. At the end of the mm -hmm. day, none of us are promised oh, tomorrow. But, no, but, no. Your your example you, is no, extreme. You don't, for you, sure. No, you don't. You don't pay 100%. attention to your in overtime. Until you have a reason to understand that you're actually in overtime. Absolutely. But would you agree that we're all in overtime? Uh, yeah, we're all we on borrowed time. On, we we on borrowed. There, there you go. We're all on borrowed <laughs> time. On the clock. And our wellness day, we're sick enough to be out of here. Yeah. On your way out. On your so way don't out. take, yeah. he, he so, tells us, so guys, Lord, exactly. teach us to number our days. Exactly. So there, there is really no reason. If there's a, a goal mm -hmm. that you want to accomplish, if there's someone Come you on. really want to be nicer to, if there's a, a relationship that you're in that you know you're only really half in, if there are kids that you really haven't spoken to for brothers or mm -hmm. sisters that you haven't spoken to, if there is there any goal that you want to accomplish, now is the time. There yes. is no other day but today. You know, yes. the sad thing about it yes. is how people come to God when they actually get down to, my clock is ticking. Right. You yep. know, I mean, you got to wait till you're seven. Check. I mean, <laughs> you, you do people in all your life, and then all of a sudden you want to be Ford or, or mm. Getty or somebody <laughs> and start, start helping people. Or, or even I d dealt with um, George Wallace. You know, he called all the, the, Martin, all of the leaders of the time to his house to explain you know, why he did what he did. You know, it's sort of like mm -hmm. looking for forgiveness, but I just can't figure out why people got to wait until God is calling them home mm -hmm. so before they can turn around and be a human Let this be your wake-up call, people, mm -hmm. is basically what we're saying. It's okay to have maybe not lived the life that you wanted. It's Maybe it's okay that you weren't intentional, right? Like, it's okay. You can't go back in time, but you can be extremely intentional mm -hmm. moving forward. There you go. Don't allow the past to be a, a, a hinder your future. Yeah. See, it poisons your future. You know, right. you got baggage and all of that. Don't let it stop you from gaining what you want in life.
today. And 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 just like Nike say, just do it. Just do it. I, it's funny. Pastor said that several times today as well. But don't let other people define what you used to be mm-hmm. as being who you are. You know, the, Ooh, one of the biggest problems is one. they won't let you off that what I remember you being. It's not just you yourself. Mm. It's, it's like every believer has a past and every sinner has a future. Yeah. All right now. And a lot of sinners before they were saints. Uh, yeah. Saints and there's ain'ts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you know your what? action and attitude does not line up, <laughs> Jesus gave paid it all on Calvary. <laughs> what, I loved, what I loved about you yesterday, and I had never heard this before. I often say in this show that there, I bring people on. You know, I've read like a thousand books. I have a hundred books that I've read or listened to multiple times because uh-huh. that's kind of what my book is about, right? These collection right, of right, right. wisdom. But I bring people on because it's really about the stories, the lives that yes. people have led. I want you guys to tell us what you, what your lessons learned are. And I always say there's no rule book. There's no guidebook mm-hmm. for life, right, for relationships per se. And you corrected me. Mm-hmm. What did you say? Holy. Holiness is how our life yearns. Holy, H-O-L-Y. Mm-hmm. Or basic instructions before leaving earth. Bible. <laughs> yes. He said, there is a guidebook. It's called the Holy Bible. And it says, He said, study, basic so instructions before leaving earth. How our life yearns for basic instructions. My father told me that a long time ago. It stuck. Right. And it's today, adorable. And today we have to find out through adversity, how do we deal with adversities in all aspects of life? So we have to be able to observe all things in life and mm-hmm. get a lesson and you're not going to pass that lesson until you pass it. God is going to keep bringing it to you. See, I want you to understand this. But when you change your attitude, mm-hmm. then there's longitude and then there's latitude. But if you never change, you keep putting it again, <laughs> keep, keep it pu- back. pushing that re- reset button instead of delete. Yeah. We're going to keep repeating, mm-hmm. repeating. Right. What's that the definition of a fool? Well, keep doing the same thing, thing over expecting and over. a different expecting result. Yes. And the definition of a lie is wrapped up in your own reasoning. That's it. I Let it go. It. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, can you believe we only have 10 minutes left in this show? It's the fastest hour uh-huh. ever. And it's just because you're talking. You're just being your mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. selves. We're talking about organizations that are about yes. service. Again, I'm going to have some, some other presidents from the National Black NBA Association, lifetime members, organization mm-hmm. that I'm a part of here talking about what we do, right? We had some guys here from the Esquire Club. Mm-hmm. And, and what's exciting is, again, no one can define what it used to be. Mm-hmm. You guys are defining what you want it to be moving yes. forward. Well, actually, it's the only way around. Uh, people have been more than happy. Pastor Braxton has been more than happy to still see from a Tacoma perspective mm-hmm. what Esquire's used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like digging out of a hole of past transgressions yes. without seeing what, like I said, you're not forgetting the past. Look what we're doing. Yeah. You know, look how we're involved. Look what we're doing in the community. Look, look how we're it. trying to serve. Mm-hmm. Look who the people are that are joining. Look, mm-hmm. look at, at the, the kids that got fed. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at who we are. I love it. And stop picking on us for what you think we used to be. I love it. I and that's love holding it. on to something that you shouldn't from the past. Well, that, that's right. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Because Let it learn speak. how to. Learn how to. And there's many people that I've talked to about coming in who, oh, I'm not going down no. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let it go. Look, who's, look who has come in now. We're yes. trying to do good. We're doing mission work. We're doing working with people. We're working with the public. We're yes. working with children. Yes. And we're honoring people in the community that have yes. done great things that don't get necessarily honored. 
by their community and their peers. And we don't want to get so, caught uh, with our work undone. Right. Time is winding up, and our work well, is I, I love our, that. our mission. See, and, and then when we are here today, see, our position today, our condition is more important than our position. So our hearts and our minds and our oh. souls have to be on one accord. People don't care nothing about how much you know. They want to know how much you care. Right. And if you care, you will share. Yeah. We overcome by our testimonies. The Esquire Club, has been ex- Esquire Club has been in existence for a long time. But they thought about what can we as a people have for our people and our children and our children and grandchildren to have to come and enjoy right. family. Now family is coming to the Esquire Club. We have more repasses at the Esquire Club in my Home of the repast. 50 years in Seattle. <laughs> home of the birthday party. Home we of the hosted repast. a four-year-old birthday, birthday party. Yes, we, got you. we had a four-year-old today. birthday party today. But see, it meet the need. So where else can we go in the city and do that? Yeah, black-owned. It's a black-owned building, right. which I think is. Everybody is, don't go to church, so we have a happy medium. Uh, <laughs> you know, so let's, so let's I can talk go to Esquire last... Club, and I don't have to have a drink. Right. Absolutely. But I have a good time with my children. But when it's when the children are there, no drinking. After that, adults do what they do. But when you come, <laughs> it's about love. It's about re- I've had more class reunions than I've ever had in my life at the Esquire Club. <laughs> my barbershop is right down the street. And they said there's a re- repass going on. Sometimes I don't even know the people. <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on man. Uh, Hey, Rev. Like, come with me, man. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I know? love it. So, guys, we have about five minutes left mm-hmm. in this show. And the way I like to end the show, there's this conversation that happens and we're all up. And then Mm -hmm. I call it surrender and soar. The last five Mm -hmm. minutes where we get to pause and say, if there's any final words that Mm -hmm. you'd like to Mm -hmm. share with those listening or watching as it relates to just life in general, Mm -hmm. being successful and happy, whether Mm -hmm. it's in a relationship and life in general, Mm -hmm. what words of wisdom would you share? Again, it's the holidays and we're saying, yes, sir. Jesus. We had a deacon at our church. His name was Deacon um, at you guys' church. Just passed away. Jimmy Turner. Oh, okay. Deacon Jimmy Turner. Yeah. I had him in my life for 38 years. Mm. And before he died, he's Reverend Brooks. You got a problem? Jesus. Reverend Brooks, you going through something? Jesus. Reverend Brooks, you having a problem with your children? Jesus. So if anybody today, and, 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 and if you say it's not high power or whatever, but basic instructions before leaving earth, you're going to have to check in before you check out. All right now. Merry Christmas. All right. Uh, Clyde, any, 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 any final words you'd like to share? Any advice? Yeah, I'll go back to the, uh, the beginning of our conversation, mm-hmm. our uh, happiness statement when we're talking about finding a, a, a mate one way or another. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, as, as I told you before, I said, uh, one of the things that the uh, pastor told me when we were going through counseling to get married was, he said, Mom, one piece of advice for you is never argue in the bedroom. He said, in- no, no, never argue in your bedroom. No. Go outside, go to the car, go somewhere, but you got to have some place in your life that That's is without piece. argument. And, and, Interesting. And never do that. that was one. And then number two is, is to be honest with yourself and find somebody that fits the lifestyle that you are and, and, and who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first wife had to have me there all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that her, what, what floated her boat mm-hmm. was, was the person that you're with. And I had all these things to do in my life that I had to be involved in, the club, the church, the singing, the whatever. And, and that did not fit. I mean, there's some obvious things in mm-hmm. terms of basic personalities. 
when you're making your selection, don't just select it on what seems to be good right now. Get to the essence of the personality and find out if it fits who you are. Okay, so make a good choice. We are at this joyous season because mm-hmm. Jesus brought us here. Yes. All right. And the spirit of giving and loving mm-hmm. should continue on because the end of the year is just another day. Another we day. should another day. You don't know the difference between yesterday and today. Mm-hmm. Why not continue that love and joy every day in your life, whether it's to your children, your neighbor, uh, people without mentor, coach. I coached basketball for youth for years and years without compensation, but the compensation was I saw these guys improve. I saw them mm-hmm. come together as a group. What I a saw joy. them. Mm-hmm. I saw them have a social interaction, and mm-hmm. a lot of times friends for life. I love it. Yes. And, and that's the way I felt when I grew up uh, playing. I have friends for that I've had for 60 years mm. from when I played with them years ago. So it doesn't make it the calendar year, the end. Of, make it every day, like you said. I love it. Do it every day. Do it, do it every day. Do, do it every be day. kind and loving every day. Each of you have talked to me about mm-hmm. multiple people that you have helped to raise. Mm-hmm. How many did you say? Well, that was just one time in my life. I had, I mean, I had 23 kids. Right. Meaning yeah. people mm-hmm. that were that came to your other other people's kids. Every one of mm-hmm. them lived in my house at one point in time, mm. which, within a three-year period of time. So so the fact mm. that you've raised the children, mm-hmm. I don't know, you said 200 kids that have come in the, and out of your barbershop. barbershop. You see them weekly, mm-hmm. weekly Matter and fact, for years. I, 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 my heart is heavy because they're my children. If I cut your hair every month for the last 18 years. Your <laughs> uncle at best. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> and today I'm proud because Germai. Yes. Germai, okay. Germai is being uh, installed today. Right. As Seattle King County. Part of the, the council. Our, our, our late, um, uh, my friend, um, was it Larry Gossett. Gossett. Yeah. Larry Gossett, right. good friend of mine. But my son. Now, Germa, one of your sons, that I've cut his hair since he was three son. years old, wow. is succeeding that now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. Amen. My chest is out. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. So we're headed there right now, right after this this show. Yes. We're actually headed there to videotape that time. And let's, he says, show up and tell him. He has an open ear and let him know. And I tell him, reach out to Larry Gossett because he yeah. did a wonderful job. That's a good move. And then have him to see. We don't have mentors. We in our culture, especially just speaking today, we stay in the way too long. We should be having somebody to come up and mentor. Now you guys are doing escort work, right? Right. And, and, but doing exactly what you said. We're looking for the younger people. So, so if you guys think about what this show is all about, thank you, sir. This is all about. It's bigger than me. So my it's invitation. Bigger it's bigger than me, it's baby. Than me. But my <laughs> invitation to each of you is to be a part of this initiative this movement it's called the bigger than me movement so thank you guys for being here today thank you for sharing your words of wisdom i will definitely have you back because there was so much we didn't get into but really part of what we're doing is we're creating this video archive of this type of information so for decades for generations to come these faces and these lessons learned will actually be there to help others so this is tracy harrell how do we end every show it's bigger, bigger than, than me, me baby. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy Absolutely. New Year. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely.